Health Healing and Hampton Roads. And today's topic is nursing and community care, but perhaps not the way you think. So I am so excited to connect you guys to Dr. Aretha Thurman, and I'm not going to say much more. Hi, Dr. Thurman. Good. Hello. How are you? Almost. Good morning. That's okay. Good morning. Yes. (laughs) So I'm not going to say anything else because I'd love for you to introduce yourself. So please tell us a little bit about, first of all, your connection to Hampton Roads. Okay. Excellent. Well, first of all, I actually grew up here in Virginia, Um, and so I went to school Um, in Petersburg, my initial nursing training. um, And then I went away to a um, college in Atlanta. I got my bachelor's in Atlanta. I was going to say, we're not going to say the name of the college. That's okay. Yeah, no, no, at uh, Emory University in Atlanta. Nice. But initially here in Petersburg, um, it was Southside Regional Medical Center um, before it was bought out by Bon Secours. And then I got my graduate degree in University of Minnesota, uh, my doctorate in nursing informatics. And so I was so happy when it was time to, I traveled around the world and got a chance to had an opportunity to come back here. And so I had to take that opportunity. So I'm very happy to be here at NSU as nice. the director of nursing programs here. Nice. I didn't even, I didn't know you had that training in informatics. What does that mean? Yeah. So in nursing informatics, so there is a field, a very broad field called informatics. Um, and this is all about um, understanding the data that we're actually developing um, in healthcare. And so, of course, it's in many different parts or everything that we do, really. But in healthcare, is so important um, because we have all this data that we're collecting. And because we now have mandatory electronic health records throughout the healthcare system, mm-hmm we can understand and we can actually develop information that helps us to have better outcomes. And so it's really important for, as nurses, we actually use that data every day. Um, And so to make decisions about the care that we provide patients. And so that actually develops into then science that we actually use to create um, policy um, and certain practices within our profession. And and I know that's a a big trend in broader health, public health, healthcare with all health professions, right? The yes. field of of informatics and health informatics and public health informatics, you know, is just critically important right now. That is absolutely correct. That is absolutely correct. And sometimes, you know, I hear the term that um, informatics is a niche. Um, that's actually not. Um, right. So just for correction, um, that's actually a real field and is actually throughout nursing. Uh, it is uh, in everything that we do. Um, and so now we have better visibility to it. You know, before, of course, it was all manual because mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the data was there. It's right. just that, you know, going through um, hard copies of data, uh, you miss things. You don't see everything that you need to see. And it's hard to develop trends because then it just takes time. Right. Right. So now we have these wonderful things, you know, technology. We can actually access it, uh, manipulate it, analyze it and do all kinds of great things with it in a much more efficient way. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed as I have signed into my healthcare provider, they're asking me more questions up front mm-hmm. about, they're calling it, it's related to social determinants of health. I'm not sure how you ask somebody about their social determinants of health. But anyway, mm-hmm. they're asking more questions. And so yeah. the reason for that, everyone, is precisely what Dr. Thurman said, is because they would like to use that to inform their policies, to inform their care, mm-hmm. to see trends, you know, to work with epidemiologists, to mm-hmm. analyze the data, to look at the trends in the community. And the goal is to help improve health outcomes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. And oftentimes, um, you know, it's like just when we're collecting data just to understand. So right now we have, of course, Apple products um, 
other mobile uh, technologies where you're putting in how often you're, you know, how many steps you're taking. Um, you can manage your blood pressure. You can evaluate that. Uh, they have new applications where you can actually do exercises and, you know, you can incorporate that into your day. So in our current generation, I mean, they have access and we all now have access to all these wonderful tools. Right. But it also gives us data that we can then collect and say, all right, what, how are people using this, right? How, what are people doing? Um, and then what is, what's happening? So in this community with this demographic, uh, what does the health of this group look like? Right. Right. So right. we can based actually, on. yeah, so we can do that based on the data that we collect. Um, and then as informaticists, we can then uh, look and see, okay, this is an opportunity for health improvement here. Right. So then we can develop programs from that. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get to why you w or have a class because we haven't necessarily mentioned that. But I do want to say in terms of careers in health or healthcare. so if you're really interested in math and data, you know, I'm not sure that folks understand you can also be involved in health and healthcare, right? Because th there's the informatics is the intersection between the two. And as a matter of fact, I do believe Norfolk State is developing a degree in that area. So stay tuned. Uh, yes. Health informatics. So tell us uh, more about your role here at Norfolk State in the nursing program. Yeah, so my role here at Norfolk State, so I'm the director of nursing, uh, of nursing programs here, and so then that means that we have both a traditional um, BSN track so that um, students who are interested in becoming a registered nurse, um, they can actually uh, complete their prerequisites and then get into the program to, into the nursing program to get their bachelor's in nursing. Um, there's also a program where uh, nurses who are registered nurses already, uh, but they uh, received an, uh, a diploma in nursing or an associate's degree and they want to complete, meaning that they want to get their bachelor's, that's an opportunity and that's an online program. And that's very beneficial, especially for nurses that are obviously very busy mm -hmm. um, and don't have time to do a face-to-face. -face. And so you can do it totally online and it's only uh, three semesters or four semesters if you want to do it part-time. Mm -hmm. um, so they can complete it relatively quickly. Nice. Mm -hmm. And so when you were talking about the social media and the the um, what is it the the step tracking tools that was in one of the classes for the degree. Yeah, well, so then uh, we do have a nursing informatics course, actually. So that's oh, actually okay. part of the required curriculum uh, within the nursing program. And so we try to keep students up to date on all the tools that are actually out there. Um, and so then, and how we then use that, right? So then how do you actually access patients' um, information, meaning that um, how do they use this tool, right? Um, and how do we help them use it? Um, but there's also within informatics, is really um, in nursing informatics more specifically, we're looking at telehealth. We're looking at hmm. how do we um, do nursing? How do we do healthcare outside of the hard walls that we've grown up on? Right. right? When I say we, I'm kind of dating myself a little <laughs> bit. So I'm, I'm in your we, I believe. So I think we're okay. <laughs> so prior to the electronic health record world, right, um, into the technology world that is just blown up and it's just awesome because now we can reach people who perhaps can't get to the doctor right or and we can reach um we can prevent clients from getting in being admitted to hospitals because we can get um diseases so that um for example um individual who has congestive heart failure they may start to have symptoms that actually could put them in the hospital but if we can recognize those symptoms and change some things before they get there mm -hmm. we can prevent them from being admitted and so we have data for that right nice so <clears throat> those kind of telehealth things are really improving the um health of especially chronic conditions and this is where this really comes into play a lot mm -hmm. um and so those resources are really really 
uh, important. And so that's part of the nursing informatics course, um, but that's even foundational for the nurse or the, the student who is working to become a registered nurse. Right, um, right. Not just for the nurse informaticist. Right, right. And I love that because, again, you know, the pandemic has shown us that we need to be creative. We, we might sometimes you have to take a step to the right. <laughs> you know, you can't just keep doing what you're what you've been mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we're training our students to think about the most recent technology, you know, to think ahead about that, in addition to right. what they have to have in training, you know, to be a nurse. That's really great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, um, you know, because it's really important to stay you know, on pace with what's actually changing, what's actually going on right now, because you made a really important statement here. It is changing. Right. 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 Um, and so we saw that with COVID, but also what we've seen with COVID and the pandemic, you know, the last time we've had a pandemic of this size or just a pandemic in general, um, a real one, um, almost 100 years ago. Right. 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 Uh, and that was the flu pandemic. And so now we have learned to live with the flu. Um, but there are certainly obviously things that happen that are very different from the 1918 flu and the healthcare system compared to now. But now also we're transitioning into how healthcare is actually done in general. Um, and so what we also saw, what we actually are seeing now is that um, the capacity for inpatient care. I mean, there's a limit to it, right? Right, right, so right, especially have, during those circumstances. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. But then we have technology. We have things that we can do. Then how do you actually then take health to the community mm-hmm. is really the focus now. And so is that transition from all acute and in-house um, um, care to how do we really maximize, you know, telehealth? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an important um, component of healthcare today. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other ways you take it to the community? Yeah. So when we take it to the community, of course, we have um, public health nurses, of course. Um, And of course, part of that now, in addition to the telehealth, I mean, that's two different things, really. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But those, they work together. Um, And so then when we look at how we actually educate the community, you know, having public health um, initiatives as far as um, uh, educational forms, um, those are things that we do, Um, whether or not it's for a specific condition or whether it's for a uh, monitoring of like blood pressures and um, vaccines and why we should get vaccines and those type of things. So really just educational events, health fairs. Um, Prior to the um, pandemic, we used to do one here at NSU actually mm-hmm. every every year mm-hmm. uh, and we're looking forward to getting back to that where we can do that um, and so really it's like really bringing the information to them you know and so I think it's so important where we actually uh, set up uh, community events where you know the public can come in and take part of and so we can you know be there to educate them as well. Nice. And we have one. Normally, we don't promote (laughs) on the show, but we're going to today because um, the Center for Public Health Initiatives here at Norfolk State, as well as you, Dr. Thurman, Mm -hmm. and your students are working on an event with the American Heart Association. And it was postponed because of the hurricane effects and whatnot. So it's coming up this Tuesday. So talk a little bit about a little more specifically about what the students do when they're engaged in in that type of health fair, that type of uh, health promotion activity. Yeah, anytime we have a health fair or health promotion type activity, students um, 
so as they're going through the program, they actually have to do clinical hours and their training. Um, and so whenever they come to the health fairs, these are things they're already educated and are able to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so then they get just more practice at it. And so there's a reason why they call it practice uh, with uh, medical practice, nursing Nurse practice, because right. okay. you're constantly practicing throughout your career. Um, and so this is one of those opportunities. So these are skills that they will have perfected. So they'll come out um, and they're very eager and I really enjoy doing it. And so it's a really great time to have them partner with the public um, and really just to showcase their skills and to really get there um, and just be ready to come out and be that um, professional that they're working so hard to be and that that what they will be and they're ready it's and so exciting mm -hmm. we were talking earlier i always uh love to engage with students who are training because they want to do it right so you guys come on over to the event it's going to be tuesday afternoon meet our students have a screening yes. what, what particular screening are they going to do for this event so here we'll be doing blood pressure screenings okay um and because that is obviously one of the things that is so important um and connected to so many diseases uh, chronic illnesses and so we can prevent something from happening we can do that just by monitoring your blood pressure um, because, you know, as we all know mostly, um, but uh, hypertension is what we call the silent killer, right? right? Mm -hmm. um, because unfortunately, there are so many people um, who will have hypertension and not even know it. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes we don't know it until they're in a serious healthcare crisis. And so we can prevent that. That's going to be a wonderful thing, right? And right. So that we can help somebody. Um, and that's going to be our goal. Okay, so come out, get your screening, and then get a tip. Get some advice about what to do next step, depending on the results, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll be giving you a little card so you'll know what your blood pressure reading is and a little tip on where the range is and, you know, what you should do. Okay. Great. So we talked a little bit about um, who might be interested in, say, informatics and then, you know, nursing informatics. Let's back up a little bit and talk about, you know, what are the skills or characteristics or, you know, what do you look for as you're recruiting students into these programs? Yeah. So actually, before um, you even recruit, it's like if you're even thinking about becoming a registered nurse and there, you know, when you see different advertisements uh, about how to become a nurse, um, you have to be very careful because there's different uh, levels. Right. So there's the registered nurse. So our program here is for registered nurses. Um, and so registered nurses um, have a uh, very specific um, curriculum as do LPNs, but okay. your registered nurse um, is your uh, what we refer to as your professional nurse, meaning that they have a broader scope of responsibility. Um, and so they have a more maximum scope of responsibility. Um, but that skill set, um, because it is a science-based um, mm -hmm. profession, mm -hmm. uh, everything is done by evidence. So there is a foundation of um, biology, chemistry, anatomy, physiology. Um, and so you, the student has to really perfect those skills. Right. And everything from there is really about um, being organized, being disciplined. Um, and I always tell students, you know, they can sleep when they're done. It's going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> but they can do it. Um, because once they get into the nursing program, I mean, it is a really um, very disciplined, very focused area where there's not a whole lot of chance for a lot of social activity. But right. that time is going to go by so fast. And you're going to have plenty of time to have plenty of social activity afterwards. Yes. And you'll have plenty of people there cheering you on. Um, and so just encourage students to stay the course uh, until they get completely complete it because then it'll be a whole different world. Um, so you need that foundational education. As far as other skills, it's just being able to and realize that the registered nurse, we are taking care of 
everybody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter the nationality. So you have to learn and be able to um, get along with many people, right? Okay. okay. Um, and so then that means that um, we don't um, have any bias towards the person who is sick, ill, who needs our care. You provide their care irregardless of all that, right? Right. Um, and so it's really about practicing and developing a professionalism um, that's probably outside of the normal boundaries of what you would see because the profession of nursing is so broad Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and it can take you so many places in this world that you won't have any idea about Um, and so it's really important to um, hone those skills those professional skills uh, work with that foundation of science and you go from there uh, nurses are needed at every level everywhere everywhere I mean that was even before the pandemic we know that um, there's been burnout of health professionals, including nurses. But even before the pandemic, um, there was a trend of, of demand, right, for nurses. Correct, correct. There is a trend of demand. And so, you know, even in general, the health um, nurses in general, that profession is growing faster and outpacing, you know, than we can supply. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. we need more students, certainly, so we get more nurses in the pipeline. But even if you think about, um, and just just give myself as an example, uh, when I started nursing, my goal was to be a medical surgical nurse. Okay. Well, that lasted for about a year, and I was in the ICU. And then from there, so that's been the, the majority of my um, um, my nursing profession has been in ICU, so in the trauma, transplants, and so forth. But then from there, I've had a very long history in medical device industry. Okay. So that's not a direct patient care, but that actually is responsible for um, educating the doctors and the nurses who are responsible for those therapies. And so then your scope gets broader. And then the um, opportunity for a global responsibility in travel. So it's, you don't know where this thing is going to take right, you, but I it's see. like okay. where nurses will end up. Right you're needed at every level. Right. right. Oh, that's, that's great because, you know, my training is health policy. Mm-hmm. Same thing, right? Yeah. Like there are advocates who are nurses, nursing, you know, nursing mm-hmm. groups that advocate for policy from the perspective of nursing as a profession, yes. mm-hmm. um, as well as individual nurses who are on boards and, mm-hmm. you know, are, are testifying in front of Congress and, yeah. you know, engaging in a wide variety of ways. So that's a really great point is that this training can be about direct care, but also can be a springboard to engaging in health and a wide variety of ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So don't let it, don't think that you'll be limited to a certain thing that you just see right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because even when I started nursing, there was no health informatics. There was no nursing informatics. We didn't have computers. Right. So all oh, the things that we're doing, okay. yeah, no, I know just that kidding. just sounds painful, right? <laughs> so just all, kidding. Yeah, all the things we're doing right now, we were doing a hard copy, right? right? We were handwriting. We were putting all these yellow folders and files that just took up all kinds of space. Right. right. And so now, you know, I mean, so we don't know what it's even going to look like, you know, 10, 20 years from now. Right. You know. Is it, I mean, just to be clear, it's not that computers didn't exist. It the the role that computers and electronic health records have in care, right? It takes a while for these institutions to pivot, you know, to include the latest, the latest technology. So right? I started nursing in the eighties. We okay. did not have computers in healthcare. <laughs> right, but the computers existed though, right? Oh, yes, like, yes, right? Yeah. You we didn't have computers in health. Right, so we didn't have computers in healthcare. Yeah. is not so, you know. Okay, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> computers existed. They just were not in yes. the healthcare setting. Right, they were not in the healthcare setting. That is correct. Right, right. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm with you. On that. <laughs> so you talked. So, so, do you have a personal story you want to share about why you wanted to be a nurse? Taking it way back, when did you oh, first gosh. know you wanted to be a nurse? 
You know, I think the reason that I wanted to be a nurse, I had an aunt who was a nurse, and she traveled a lot. And I just thought, oh, gosh, this just looks like this is just an awesome job. She just made it look so easy. Um, and so then I also had uh, a personal experience with my grandma who was very sick when I was growing up, and so I really helped to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And so that exposed me to just thinking, oh, wow, that could be something. And so I just had that in my head uh, and just never veered from it. So that's really kind of what got me into nursing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I know. From my earliest, I remember being about eight or so, and people would ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my first answer was a nurse. Mm. And it, as you have said, things evolve. So I'm still connected to health because I'm public health trained, but that changed. But I do have a personal nursing story um, as well. So my parents were students at A&T in Greensboro when I was born. And my aunt was a nursing student at mm-hmm. A&T at the time. And so she was there to assist with my birth, which is so That's exciting. Awesome. Yes. So she was the first person to give me a bath because she was the <laughs> one they, you know, they gave me to her and she took care of me. And so that's a really special, well, not memory, but I was told that was a special experience in my family with nursing. Yes, so. excellent. And it's like, you know, just like we were talking about nurses are at every level and you just never know. I mean, it's a wonderful opportunity and um, just so many different places where nurses can be. Right, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So is there anything you would like to encourage people to do or, you know, any tip particularly that you'd want to share? So here's our opportunity, you know, share with the community right now. You know, one of the biggest uh, tips I would think is really around how we take care of ourselves. And that um, can be something very basic. Um, and the very basic thing that I'm focusing on here is just our weight. Now, this is a little bit of a passion of mine okay. because it is connected to so many um, health issues. So when we think about um, obesity mm-hmm. um, and then the connection to hypertension and the connection to cancers and the connection to di- uh, diabetes type 2, um, if we can control our weight, you actually will impact positively all those other things. And so then when we think about the tip then, what can I do every day to make sure I'm my optimal weight for my height, for my size? And, and just to be clear, not everyone is meant to be a size three, mm-hmm. right? Not everyone is meant to be. Like, what's a, that? I mean, right. come on. <laughs> um, so it's like, but what is the healthy weight for you, right? Um, for your person, for your height. Uh, and so it's just about, are we exercising? Meaning, and I don't mean going out and running. You know, it's like if you're just walking. <laughs> um, basic things such as don't park to the closest um, parking spot at the grocery store. Park the furthest one away. You can get in some extra steps just by walking the parking lot. Right, right. right. Um, so just little things. Take the steps instead of the elevator, mm-hmm. right? Um, use less sugar. Get, um, you know, drink water. It's an easy thing to do. Put fruit in the water. Sometimes people, well, you know, I can't drink water because I don't like it's the so way it plain. tastes. Mm-hmm. Dress it up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Put some fruit in it. But with so something healthy. Dress it up with something dress healthy. Dress it up right. with something healthy like fruit, right? right? Dress it up with, you know, some slices of oranges, lemons, grape, uh, grapes. Um, but something. So what are we doing every day? So those little things that we do every day mm-hmm. actually add up, mm-hmm. right? So changing out one little thing for something that's actually proven to be a healthy um, item, uh, meaning that how does it impact your future? Mm Because everything we do now will impact our future, and that's one of the biggest things we can do. Mm -hmm. Okay, but let's, you know, we know the conversation, though, is also around, well, I'm a big woman. It's part of our culture. We don't want to shame people who are overweight. So how do we balance that? 
that. How do we balance? We want people to have, what is it, body positivity mm-hmm. at whatever mm-hmm. weight they are. Yes. So how, how do we, you know, balance those things? Yeah, so it's really more about let's have fun doing it. Right. So it's like whether you get a partner to walk with, um, you don't just make it a um, social activity. Um, And then as you make it a social activity, then you start to engage. Right. And as you are more engaging, then it's like, what can we do together? Right. Because it's all about I want you to be able to walk without getting short of breath. I Mm -hmm, want you to be able mm -hmm, to go with mm -hmm. me to do certain things. And it's not about the body size. It's more about what can you do physically. And those things itself will then those things will will continue to improve your overall health. Right. So so to a certain extent is more about how healthy are you? Yes. So if you look at the indicators your blood pressure, your cholesterol levels, uh, I don't know what the other indicators would be. Like yep. that's what the concern is. Like yes. We want you to be healthy yes. based on some of these indicators because we know the research show yes. that when those indicators are in certain ranges, you're more likely to have issues. Correct. And then there's something called the A1C. So that's a measurement of blood sugar in the system and mm-hmm. your blood. So for, it's like a three-month um, assessment. Um, and so we can tell by that indicator whether or not there are numbers going up, meaning if the blood sugar is going up. And so the person can actually be predisposed to becoming uh, diabetic type 2 or type 2 diabetes are developing that. And so it's important that even when you go get your blood work, you know, take a look at that, right? Mm -hmm. So it should be at a certain percentage. Ask your doctor about that um, because you want to keep those low. So that number is a, that percentage is an important indicator. So again, we want to prevent that from happening so that you don't have other conditions later, right? Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. just about being healthy. So when we do those other things, all the other stuff is just extra. Okay, so if you lose weight, that's extra. Okay. Right? So, oh, right. but it's like okay. being healthy for the right. For the so we want to be healthy because we want to be around to enjoy our lives and be with our family and friends. And one way to do that is to take seriously when you go to the doctor, you see your nurse, and you have. And, and one good thing is now because everything's online. When I pull up the re- test results, it tells me, here's yes. the range, you're on the upper end, you're on the lower end, you're in the mm-hmm. middle. Yes. So I can tell right away. I can see it myself even before they tell me. Right. I can see, oh, okay, this is low, this is high. These are the ones that they've flagged. Yes. And then I can work on those to be healthy. So that's the goal. Mm-hmm. It's not really about how you look. It's not at all about how you look. It's not about your weight. It's about being healthy. It's about being healthy. That's what it's always about, about being healthy. That's correct. Yes. Nice. Very yes. good. Thank you so much. So pivoting just a little bit, and we had talked about this a little bit earlier. You know, we have a lot of uh, distrust in African-American and other communities, and the pandemic didn't help that at all. And so talk a little bit about why we need, you know, more diversity and what the opportunities are for nurses, you know, to help to help maybe alleviate that or you know, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So then when we think about um, our healthcare system, or, or, you know, when we think about when we go to the doctor, uh, when we go into the healthcare system, uh, it's important for the system to be diverse so that you can have perspectives from many communities. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that, um, we need to make sure that individuals are able to talk the language of the community that they're serving. And so if we're not talking the language that or talking the language of the community that you're serving, um, things will get missed mm-hmm. um, because sometimes there are little ways that we say things in our community, for example, right. um, that may not be picked up by everyone if you're outside. And it's not, you know, anything against, you know, the whole healthcare community, but if you just don't know, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important to actually diversify 
um, our healthcare system, nurses in particular, um, so that we increase the number of nurses. For example, I'm just going to promote our nursing um, students here, okay? So we can promote more, uh, you know, get more nurses from NSU into the community, so that we have more nurses that are from the community that understands the community. So then <clears throat> we can develop that trust there. Um, so there are little things that you know you look at, right? So it's like how do you conversate with your grandmother? How do you conversate with your aunt? How do you conversate? So those little things. And so when we come from the community that trusts the person who looks like mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. um, they're more apt to actually share things that are going to be important. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, share things that are important to their health mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we cannot miss those little cues. Because you can miss a little cue that can be important that... Um, can be a hint of something that's going on, right, right? right? That maybe they didn't mention it to somebody else. Eh, they didn't think that was important, but we can actually pick up on it often, right? So we know because exactly that that is so important because I also think sometimes as people are talking, you know, from their community perspective, you know, other people may look down on it and may not mm. think like as you were saying, well, they're not as educated, so I'm just going to ignore that part. Well, no, actually, they're telling you something really important. Right. It doesn't matter how they're saying it. Right. And so someone who understands that mm -hmm. will be more likely to really be able to help that Correct. person. And they're saying it the way they know how to say it. Right. That's and that's important. And that's valid. That's yes, important. That's absolutely. absolutely right. That's right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, uh, Dr. Thurman. This is so exciting. And thank you to everyone who has uh, joined us to listen in as well. Again, I'm Dr. Felicia Mebbin, Executive Director of the Center for Public Health Initiatives at the Norfolk State University. And this is Health Healing and Hampton Roads.